Welcome to Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Philip Osumba. So after going through the Ten Illusions, we were done with that book, we were done with communion with God. But I have received a few questions about how to see the illusions as illusions. And so um, we are going to do that today. We are going to see how we can see illusions as illusions. And then after that, we can go on to newer and um, to newer subjects and topics. And so, how do we see the illusions as illusions? Stay tuned. Welcome back to this episode where we're exploring how we can live our lives in full expression while seeing the ten illusions as merely illusions and not our truths. So let me begin by reminding you that whatever we hear or read, let what we decide be a product of our own conclusion. Even with our own holy texts, whether you read the Bible, the Quran, or the Bhagavad Gita, do not place any source of authority outside you, but rather go within to find out if whatever you found out is in harmony and in resonance with your heart. If it is, do not say to others, this book is true, rather say to others that that book is true for you and only you. So in trying to figure out the illusions as illusions, we ask two questions. One is, how can you see an illusion as an illusion when it appears to be so real? And number two is how is it that it seems so real if it is an illusion? So the illusion seems so real because so many people have believed it is not an illusion. There is a mass consciousness passed down over the centuries in our world that we live in every day and everything is we be, everything is as we believe for example once we believe that the sun re- re- revolved around the earth and indeed for years we had evidence that pointed out that fact the first people to dispute this were called foolish and insane it is only our beliefs that are true but let's consider this Is it possible that we believe what we want to believe? Is it possible that we see what we want to see? Could it be we observe what we expect to observe? Or do we look right past what we do not expect to observe? And the answer to all those questions is yes. In human experience, we consider everything within the context of what we see and what we think we already understand. To put it aptly, we are looking at the illusion within the illusion. Every conclusion we come up with about the illusions is based on the illusions and so every conclusion is an illusion. Now let's go back to question one. How can you recognize the illusions as an illusion when it seems to be so real. We have learned that the reason it seems so real is not because it is real, 
but because we believe it so. It is because we believe it so firmly that it is real. Therefore, to change the way we see the illusion, we must change the way we believe about them. We've been told numerous times in the past that seeing is believing, but we must change this saying into believing is seeing. When we confront an illusion and believe it is an illusion, we shall see it indeed as it is, only an illusion, even though it seems very real. We will be able to use it as it is and use it as it was intended to be used to be used as a tool with which to experience ultimate reality. We are reminded that to create an illusion, we must cause it to be what we wish it to be, rather than simply watching it present itself as what we think it has to be. And just how do we do this? We are already doing it. We simply do not know it, and thus we are making unconscious rather than conscious choices. This is when we are making our own true choices, because most of the times we are simply accepting the choices of others. Our choice has always been to choose what others have chosen, and so we relive the cultural story of our fathers as they did of their fathers. The day we stop choosing what has been chosen for us will be the moment of our liberation. We will never choose to end the illusion once we understand its purpose until our own purpose is fulfilled. And our purpose is not only to know and experience who we are really, but to create who we we who we next will be and that is when we will be in this world and not of it we shall begin to experience the world as we choose to experience it we will get to understand experience we will get to understand experience itself as an action rather than a reaction something that we are making not something that we are having let us always remember that the illusions are not something we are enduring. The illusions are something we are choosing. We do not have to leave them if we do not choose them. We are where we are because we choose to be there, yet we know that the illusions we are living in is being created by us for us and not by someone else. Most of us human beings don't want to take responsibility for the lives we live. We dispute it by saying it is God who created what we are experiencing and that we have no choice but to endure it. But those who know the capital T truth and live by it know that the world they live in is the way it is it's the way it is because we have chosen it to be that way and can change it any time we wish. This is something most people do not want to do. 
we would rather be an unwilling victim rather than a co-creator. And that is understandable. Because for most people, most people would find it hard to forgive themselves if they accept the world they live in is a product of their own will and desire. We would find it hard because over the centuries we have been taught and told numerous times that there are some things that are unforgivable. And so how can we forgive ourselves for some things we know we will not be forgiven by God? If we did not create the world as it is, then who did? If one says that God created all the horrible flaws in this world, we are so quick to defend him. We say that God merely gave us free will. It is man who created these things. Yet, if we say that God did not create our world as it is, we are creators of our own reality, some would deny, some would deny that too. And thus we seek to have it both ways. God did, God did not create these things, and we did not create our world as it is. We are both sadly and merely observing them. But when life gets difficult and life gets hard, we again are ready to blame God and ask, why did you let this happen to us? The illusion has turned into a confusion. Not only is the world a cruel place, it has been created that way by a cruel God. In order to sustain this thought, we must see ourselves separate from God. Since a cruel and heartless God is not something we will do, so imagine a God who would do what we would never do, and we see ourselves as his subjects. Still, even in this, we know in our deepest levels that this is a contradiction for the God of our highest being and understanding would not, would not do these things. And so we ask ourselves, who did them? Who is doing them every day? Someone must be responsible. And that is where Saturn, Saturn comes in, the perfect scapegoat, the devil himself. Now at least we understand everything. There is another who stands between what we want and what God wants. And who makes us both miserable. We are not responsible for the uncaring and loving world in which we live. We did not create it. We might say maybe at some level we did create it but it wasn't our fault. The devil made us do it. A comedian's line has become our theology. Or is it that our theology has become a comedian's line? Only we can decide. Thank you so much for listening in. This was just um, a topic on how to live the illusions and to see them as illusions and not our true, our, our truth. And so catch me next time on our next episode of Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. Thank you so much for listening in. Namaste.